The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our weekly TV and streaming spot with Elaine Burke and Joe O'Shea. And Elaine, I believe Netflix has given the launch date for Series 5 of The Crown, which I'd imagine they want to get out as quickly as possible to capitalise on the interest in the British monarchy at present. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, you know, they... I've actually added on an extra season. I believe season five was originally supposed to be the last season, but it's now going to be a, a sixth season. So maybe that will be the official wrap up uh, that we've seen in the last while with all of the uh, the ceremony around the funeral and all that. Maybe they have a proper ending now. So um, it's it's coming now and it's going to launch. Uh, it was traditionally launched in November and uh You'll have to forgive me. I can't find the date. November 9th will be where, when we have season five. OK, it's always great value to watch. So hopefully it will be. What else has Netflix announced uh, that's going to be forthcoming in the autumn months and into the winter? Oh, well, this uh, global fan event that they hosted over the weekend uh, announced a, a ton of stuff. Uh, some like anything that you're into, probably you, there was an announcement or there was some blooper reels or a teaser or something released for it. So if you're a fan of anything, I'd look it up and see what you can find. But for me, uh, they've announced uh, the release of a show called 1889 and that's for 1899. And that's from the creators of The Dark. And if you haven't watched Dark on Netflix, it, uh, for me, hands down, it's the best show on Netflix uh, from Baron Bododer. And it's a German drama and, and it looks uh, a bit like in the vein of if you watch The Terror or if you watch Dark Water. So it's into that kind of space of um, sh shipping and uh, travel by uh, these massive ships in that uh, 20th century timeline. And it's a bit of a mystery and uh, just looks really intense and, and brilliant. And that's coming in uh, November, the same time as the final season of Dead to Me is coming. That's something I'd be a big fan of as well. And then later in December, we'll have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio coming to Netflix as well. And Joshi, I see there's going to be more Bridgerton. Yeah, well, of course, there's going to be more Bridgerton because Netflix <laughs> really needs the hits. And uh, not only is there going to be another uh, a series of Bridgerton, it's also going to be Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, which is a prequel, uh, kind of a spin-off uh, centred on Queen Charlotte's rise to power. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they really are concentrating on on what what has worked for them in the past. We've got a new series, The Witcher, coming as well, and also a spin-off of uh, uh, The Witcher. So not only are they kind of going back to the hits and what they know has worked for them in recent years they're also kind of doubling down on that by taking these uh, these properties and, and giving them spin-offs and kind of trying to basically wring as much uh, as many views out of them as possible and Emily in Paris coming back as well I suppose they have to keep bringing up as much new material yeah. that they hold given to just keep people continuing to actually pay the subscription which is becoming a little bit more difficult for them it, it is. Uh, we know that their, you know, their, their growth model, the exponential growth that they had for, for year after year, that's failed. Uh, they've had to lay off staff. Emily in Paris is interesting. The <laughs> absolutely hated by the critics and, every, and you, you'd struggle to find anybody who said they liked Emily in Paris, except a lot of people did. And one of the things that Emily in Paris did was it really kind of blew up on social media. People loved it. People hated it. They wanted to talk about it. Uh, so that's you know that gets people talking about Netflix. It's getting them noticed. So that of course they're going to go and do uh, go and do it again. 
Okay, now there's something that is of interest to me on Wednesday on Sky Atlantic and now a new drama covering Boris Johnson's time in office played by Kenneth Branagh and directed by Michael Winterbottom, This England. But there's suggestions, Elaine, that maybe this has been done a bit prematurely. Tell us about what's going to be in it. I think you could say a lot of this kind of historical drama is done prematurely these days. Uh, Before the dust has settled on events, we've already got... um, footage and we've got shows about them i mean even during covid there were shows made that were around covid stories and there was a couple of those um and that's what this uh uh this england kind of focuses on is that kind of um sort of unraveling i suppose of the boris johnson story and now they don't have the neat ending that we had recently because the filming had wrapped up before boris uh threw in the towel um but he's played by kenneth branagh and uh, it's from Michael Winterbottom, who um, people will, will know him. He does great work with um, Steve Coogan. He, he would have done the trip documentaries and things like that or the pseudo documentaries. And uh, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be the most flattering portrayal of Boris Johnson. But it, what could happen here is what happens, I, I'd say, with the crown as well, is they kind of reshape history with these stories. Like they fill in gaps that uh, and they do it for uh, for entertainment value and then that becomes nearly what people see as the facts of the matter then Joe one of the criticisms that I read of it over the weekend from somebody who's had the opportunity to see review copies is that it's almost like two programs in one because it focuses on a lot of the deaths that took place during COVID maybe to try and pin responsibility on Johnson but the parallel story sort of maybe detracts away from what was enough of a drama in itself in what was going on in 10 Downing Street yeah, it's and it, it, there was a very good piece in the, in the Guardian. You may have read that uh, talking about the problems with these kind of instant docudramas that we get around political events, and that, that's part of the problem because you know I think nearly a million people died of COVID-related, uh, or sorry, I think two hundred thousand people, sorry, uh, in in the UK, and a million in in the US, and it just feels so so recent and so raw. Uh, and then they're going to mix it in with like all that kind of bumbling Boris, all the kind of crazy stuff that happened. It's actually, you know, it's it's only by pure chance that he's not still in office as this drama is going on to Sky Atlantic and now TV this week. So, you know, we're, we got we've been kind of accustomed to this in recent years because the the Tony Blair, uh, um, Gordon Brown dra- drama, the deal, you know, with Michael Sheen. Back, but that was Blair and, and, and Brown were still in office at, at that stage when when that went out. So it's just. It, it's there. There's feels there's no distance between what the events as they happen and the dramatization of them afterwards. And you kind of wonder how what is that, what is that doing to our perception of these huge, huge political events? Now I see as well, Elaine. One of Cork's finest actors has joined the cast of True Detective season four. Tell us about new role for Fiona Shaw. Oh, this is so exciting. So Fiona Shaw, who, um, if you don't know her, uh, you might recognise her from Killing Eve. She is just a fantastic Irish actress. Um, she's going to be in the new season of True Detective alongside uh, none other than Jodie Foster. I believe this is Jodie Foster's for- first time in uh, working on a TV show. Uh, I've certainly never seen her on anything before. Uh, well, so she's first time as an actor. She did, she did direct some of House of Cards for Netflix. But this, she's going to be starring alongside Fiona Shaw in this one. They're going to be the detectives in, in this uh, iteration of the show. Um, and it's kind of set in like an Alaskan tundra. So it's got that kind of isolation uh, element to it. Um, there's a, there's a, obviously a mystery because that's the, the tone of these shows constantly. Um, it just looks fantastic. 
Joe, did you notice how Elaine, when I said Cork actress, she changed yeah. it to Irish actress? She's going to have to use the two of us pushing the Cork angle yes. every time. And, and, yeah, she's from Cove, Fiona Shaw. She, she's <laughs> Cove's no, she's finest. Not. She's, from, she's, from, she's not from Cove, she's from the north side. She's from up in Montanati. Is she? Oh, I always thought she yes. was from Cove. Well, there you go now. <laughs> I've learned something every day. But it does look really, really exciting. I love True Detective. And, and Colin Farrell, of course, was, was in it and was great um, in one, one of the series. So this is, I think this, this is really the, the, one, the one show we've talked about, other shows we've talked about on Netflix. This is something that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I really am. Because I think True Detective is great. And this sounds the perfect setup, you know, in, in, a, in a kind of an Arctic research station. Like, uh, you know, is what the thing, I think it was, in, back in the 70s. So it's... it's it's a, it's, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Elaine, tell us about the return to the UK of RuPaul. Yeah, so RuPaul's uh, Drag Race uh, has returned for its UK season. And the UK seasons are great because it's uh, the it's RuPaul heading up the judging panel alongside Michelle Visage. So it's very similar to what you get from the US version, um, which has gone into, I think it's like 15th season there in the US. Um, but the UK seasons have stormed ahead they've become really really popular really fast they're on their fourth season now um, but unfortunately the comeback has actually been overshadowed by some sad news in that uh, one of the season two UK drag race queens passed away in the last couple of days uh, Cherry Valentine she uh, or she goes by Cherry Valentine I would call her a she when she's Cherry Valentine but obviously her uh, name was George Ward she was a member of the travelling community and uh, also starred in a BBC documentary called Gypsy Queen and Proud where uh, they revisited those um, those roots in the travelling community because uh, Cherry Valentine had left at 18 and was kind of going back and, and reconciling with um, the personality that they'd become and exploring uh, that as, as a member of the tra- travelling community and yeah it's a, it's a massive shock to uh, everyone in the drag race community who would have known Cherry Valentine would have uh, anyone who has performed as a drag queen on the show tends to be booked for performances outside of the show so I mean uh, Cherry Valentine would have performed here in Dublin and, and around the world on the back of the show and it's just very sad loss Strictly Come Dancing Joe is back on BBC two same sex couples but also the former Arsenal and England defender Tony Adams uh, looking more rigid apparently in his dancing than he did when he had his arm extended claiming offside in his days as an Arsenal defender. He was never the most mobile player, was he? Uh, and and uh, he's, he was kind of a big plank at the back. You know, a great player, of course, fantastic legend, Arsenal legend and all that. But uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem to, to come naturally to him at all. But it is, it, it is actually good to see Strictly come back. And it really is a sort of like... Um, you know, comfort TV, uh, family TV, you can all settle down, you know, uh, as you throw some of your furniture into the fire uh, to save on heating bills this this winter. You can sit down and watch um, watch Strictly. And it's just, it's just good to see it back because, like, who doesn't love Strictly? Everybody loves Strictly. Now, Elaine, we're coming towards October and I believe you've been looking forward to the sort of the horror and scary and disturbing shows that will be available during the month. What in particular catches your eye? Yes, I love spooky season. So uh, starting early, Disney Plus will have Hocus Pocus 2 uh, coming to the platform on September 30th. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one because I'm a huge fan of the original film. It's a sequel no one really asked for, uh, but there's two musical numbers in it and I'm sure it'll be lots and lots of fun. And that's part of um, a hollow stream event uh, across Disney over the next month where it's basically a content filter that will direct you to things like The Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror collection, all of the kind of spooky things that they have on the site uh, will be filtered through that. And they're also going to have a Marvel special called Werewolf by Night. So this is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they're branching into TVs, into TV shows. And, and this one's just going to be a one-off special. And it's really in a kind of 
B-move, B-movie um, like antiquated horror style. Looks a bit cheesy as well and, and shot mostly in black and white and it stars Gail Garcia Bernal and just looks tremendous. It's been getting great reviews as well. Um, and a lot of people on Netflix have actually been re-watching Midnight Mass, which was kind of a, a, Nef- a Netflix um, Halloween uh, front runner a few years ago. It's uh, I-, I didn't get through it the first time. It's actually quite creepy. Um, so, yeah, I might give it another go this time. And there's lots of other things like your Haunting of Hill House, I would recommend. Haunting of Bly Manor is not as good. Um, but I love this time of year because you get all that horror stuff that's going to be coming out in its force. Okay, and then what about the Ryan Murphy latest? Yeah, so this is more if you want your horror to be a bit more real and close to the bone, I guess. Um, So this is a funny one. So it's the latest from Ryan Murphy, who's behind um, American Horror Story and American Crime Story. Um, In American Horror Story, he's done like things like Salem Witch Trials and in American Crime Story, he's dealt with real crime stories. So he did the OJ uh, trial and stuff like that. So this new branch for him the Jeffrey Dahmer story seems to be treading the boards between the two of them because obviously it's based on a real serial killer um, and definitely sitting a bit in the horror vein as well and apparently uh, I haven't watched the show yet myself but what I'm seeing from the reviews is that it's quite exploitative and the families of victims of Jeffrey Dahmer are not happy with the depiction and they just think that this is just another way of trumping up serial killers and um, exploiting uh, victims and their families. Okay, what's your pick of the week, please, Joel? Um, I, I kind of hesitated with this one, but it, it's a big BBC drama. It's starting tonight at 9pm. It's Inside Man, and it's a very unusual kind of prospect. It's basically, looking at the trailer and reading about it, it's sort of Mindhunter mixed with Midsummer Murders. Uh, it's very unusual. It's, it's Stanley Tucci. It's a great cast, by the way. Stanley Tucci is playing, um, he's, he's a former detective who's on death row in, in uh, the US, right, in Arizona somewhere in the desert, right? Then um, David Tennant is a vicar of a small English parish, right, where there's been some, uh, a murder has happened. Uh, so how these two are connected uh, involves a journalist uh, called Beth, played by Lydia West. And it's, it's kind of, obviously, the BBC is hoping for maybe, you know, to get this into America and to get onto American uh, networks and make a bit of money that, that way, kind of, uh, to, to you know, to work in two markets. But you can't fault the cast. They've, it looks fantastic. They've obviously spent a lot of money on it. And it's a fairly fascinating setup. So if, the, if, it, if it works, I think it'd be really good. So it's called Inside Man, 9pm, BBC One Tonight, one of the first big budget all-star dramas of the autumn season. Elaine, what's your pick of the week, please? Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out Jeff Bridges uh, taking on a TV show, another kind of member of the Oscar royalty really taking on TV and he's going to be starring in The Old Man which arrives on Disney Plus uh, on Wednesday um, he plays uh, Dan Chase a man who is absconded from the CIA has been living off the grid and then he's found and is targeted by assassins John Lithgow is starring alongside him seems to be sort of his nemesis character and it's it's based on a, a Tom Perry novel and it just looks like a, a good choice for a bit more bridges on our, our screens. I, I'd, I'd watch him. I'd also watch Stanley Tucci and just about anything. Um, and just looks like a good bit of action. I think this is one my mum will really enjoy, actually. <laughs> OK, thank you very much, Elaine Burke and Joe Shea. And Joe, we've started a row with lots of listeners who are claiming Fiona Shaw for Cove, as you did, for Montanotti, yes. as I did. But there's also <laughs> claims for Farron Ree, also Farin-ree. on the north side of Cork <laughs> yeah. City. So there yeah. you go. And that's what Wikipedia also has. We'll have to All get right. to the bottom of it. Last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.